into a space um, where you can even learn to love those that hate you mm. and understand that hate is really not anything real, it's just a void of love. Uh, my story is just born in 80, right before the, the election of Reagan, coming up in D.C. as a child in the crack era. Um, I took my pre-SATs when I was 11. I was taking collegiate courses at Howard University when I was 11, but you know, young black male intelligence, it wasn't celebratory in 1991. What was celebrated was, was getting money through selling drugs and, and, and gun violence and the sexual conquest of women. So um, I sacrificed my academic genius to receive praise from my peers. So by me being smart and being a hustler, you know, I started selling drugs. And I was good at it. And as a result, older guys wanted to prey on me. And they robbed me, they robbed my friends. I was 12, 13 years of age. And as a result of that, you know, my friends being shot and robbed, we started arming ourselves. And then once we started to arm ourselves, we became very, very assertive. And then we became predators. So at the age of 16, in 1997, I was arrested for being an aid and a better to a felony murder, um, a crime that I didn't do. They just said that I was with someone who killed someone. But as a result of me, uh, they charged me as an adult, took me over to DC jail. Um, my experiences as a child inside of an adult facility was uh, documented, documented in the film that won an Emmy Award titled Thug Life in DC. And, you know, pretty much they, they took me to trial because I didn't want to cooperate with the government. They said if I would have cooperated with the government, they would have released me in 18 months, being as though I didn't want to help. I don't feel like it's my place as a citizen to cooperate with the state to apprehend, arrest, and convict anyone, regardless of what they do. I'm not a police officer. I'm not a prosecutor. That's what we pay our tax money for them to do. And I think we do our community a great disservice when we uh, aid and abet the state in um, funneling our people, especially our children, into this um, irreversible school to prison pipeline into flushing down into the human waste disposal of the prison industrial complex. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, I went to trial. They convicted me under the Congress liability doctrine of felony murder. They gave me 40 years of life, 20 years of life. Um, I guess they thought that was going to break me, but it only really made me more determined. Mm -hmm. And the most dangerous thing that you can do to someone who's um, already academically inclined and, and has a warrior spirit is to give them time and space to think. Mm -hmm. So, um, but given that space to be still at such a young age, when you know when you're a teenager, you, you mostly want to be physically active. Mm -hmm. So they, they sent me down Lawton, maximum security, I was 17, uh, locked down for 23 hours, four minutes, uh, uh, 23 hours, 40 minutes uh, a day for uh, three days a week, you only get 20 minutes to come out to take a shower, to use the phone. And uh, it gave me space to think. I counted George Jackson. Uh, his book, Solid Air Brother, which changed my whole life. I uh, gave up the, the, the desire to be a, a street punk thug, and I wanted to become a revolutionary. Mm -hmm. At that time, revolutionary was like guns and muskets and overthrowing government not evolve into a spiritual space to see uh, a revolution really was just love. But um, I, 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 
I developed through, uh, I started out rapping, writing rap songs, but I met a young lady, her name was Anissa Chisley. She was a poetess. She saw my Thug Life in D.C. documentary. She was beautiful. I was lonely. She said she did poetry. I lied and said I do poetry, so she come see me. So that was my introduction to the, the fine arts because they don't consider our hip-hop culture to be the fine arts, but I do. And um, so that's how I started writing poetry. And then once I was in for like seven years in 2004 or five, I started my own publishing company. I published my own books. I ended up publishing 11 books. And through uh, my literature, I started to make contacts with um, different individual institutions that would be strategic in me advocating for local legislators to change the law for juveniles in DC who were given life sentences in the 80s and 90s for us to be resentenced and released. So that's how I was able to um, contact the mayor and the city council, in particular, uh, Kenya McDuffie and to get them to pass what's known as the Incarceration Reduction Amendment Act. So under that act, which was passed on April 4th, the day that Dr. King was assassinated in 2017, um, in March 21st, 2019, after serving 22 years, I was released. And um, I've been out for 10 months. I've had the opportunity to kind of scale my art, uh, getting into like photo poetry, spoken word. I've worked with Kim Kardashian. Uh, um, I work with, uh, I'm an ambassador for Represent Justice, which is an organization that um, pretty much created a national campaign around criminal injustice reform. And one of our first projects is this Just Mercy film. So I encourage anyone who hasn't seen the film yet, it came out in the theaters yesterday to go see Just Mercy about the, uh, the life and works of Brian Stevenson. That's the joint with. Uh Jamie Foxx, Michael okay, B. Jordan. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've been out. Um, right now, I'm a, I have a fellowship at Housing on Oz Lab of Georgetown. And um, I just travel the world to advocate for love um, through whatever is at my disposal. One thing prison told me was that, uh, you know, sometimes you may find yourself locked in a cell with, with nothing but, you know, some toilet paper and, and, a, and an ink pen that's big. But still, you can create you can create beautiful things, mm -hmm. and um, so now I have access to like paint and canvases and you know uh, iPhones. So I'm just I'm just creating. Yeah, you know, but so. I, you said iPhones because when you went in, it wasn't right. No, it wasn't no, no cell phone. We don't no have access phone. to the internet. One, so one, but no cell phone, no right. internet, no nothing. Right. But two things that I took from that that I could translate to my life is that. And I just came up with this the other day, is that we, we didn't create our problems. We were subject to our problems and then we became then we then we became uh complicit in what was going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um even like like you said you dumbed down, I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like I've always felt myself be above what I thought was um, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, like you can't, you, you, you can't fight your environment. You, it's hard to fight your environment at, at a young age. So even if you, even if you are excelling, it wasn't, it wasn't cool to show that. Like you know what I'm saying? Because you had to be, you had to be hard. Like you had to be, like it paid in the '90s. It paid to be gangster. Mm -hmm. Now it don't pay to be gangster no more. That is dead. That mm -hmm. shit is gone. You know what I'm saying? And the second point is when you say stillness. That's what that painting did for me. It kept me, it, it made me, it, it, it slowed my mental metabolism down. Because I had been running for so long. I had been fighting this, fighting this shit for so long. When I finally got a chance to just sit down and listen to my thoughts, bro, I needed to get back there because that's what my genius was. I had turned my genius off just to survive. You see what I'm saying? Just to train my genius to something, into something lucrative. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I said. I can make money. I know how to make drugs. This shit ain't about money. Because I've been doing a lot of shit for free. So, this shit ain't about, yeah, like, this shit ain't about money. 
So, but I had trained my mind to get money because I thought money was going to save me. Bring you I thought it was going to bring me happiness. And I and I was just thinking the other morning when I was, when I put up that shit about Meek Mill, about when I said he, he think money still helps. I, I done counted 250000 And that shit made me nervous. I wasn't even comfortable. And I was like, oh, it got to be something else. Because this shit, I don't even feel right having this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I knew, like, yo, money ain't it. For real, for real. I'm going to have to find something else. And then when I plugged in, when I turned the genius on, when that, yo, I can create. I'm a creative. But you can't. I mean, because you got to understand, like, creativity is within you. So that's mm -hmm. always you. You can't make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to go mm -hmm. out and get it. You can't make it. Yeah. So you can... You, Make and exhibit your own creativity, but overall, somebody's got somebody else got to give you some money. Whether yes. you work a job, you get a check. If you're on Commerce, a business, period, pay, pay, if you're on a business, right. somebody got to pay you. So somebody else has got to give you money. Somebody else doesn't have to give you creativity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm. I think like what you said, like about the genius, is that um, a lot of time we look at like education. Is you know what people get there, get there, get there, get there, get there. What we forget is that education, the, the, you know, the etymology, the root of the word is to educe, which means to extract. So our our responsibility as educators and creators are to create things, and whether it's words or paintings, and these words resonate with people in a way it touch their soul to give them the liberation. Because a lot of people strangle the genius that's within them because it may not be popular or popping, to make or they might not see that it can't be monetized quickly. Right? They get comfortable in that situation. So you have to like really be a, have, create, that's why the work even though we know it's a monetization aspect to some of the things that we create to thrive and survive, right? And we know that what we're creating is unique, so therefore, something that, that has no intrinsic value as the Federal Reserve promissory note, mm -hmm. which we use as a medium mm -hmm. of exchange, mm -hmm. can never and properly appraise something like this, exactly. which is invaluable. Right. Mm -hmm. But we know that due to capitalists, living in a capitalist society, we have to engage in this work, but you can't allow the creative process, which has to be purely spiritual, to be contaminated with the commercialization that may come in the future. Absolutely. Right? That's what, and it's a difference between education and intelligence. Right. That is intelligent. What you just described is being intelligent. Education is this, you learn something. You see what I'm saying? We have we have we have been accustomed to get an education and not be intelligent. Because mm -hmm. when you're intelligent, you are empathetic. Mm -hmm. And that is the highest form of intelligence. Mm -hmm. Is where you can feel somebody else's emotion. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's where our society is at now. We just getting degrees and shit. <laughs> and that shit that shit really ain't yeah, like I, I get it. You trying to get your bread. But you're not learning who you are and you're not amplifying that to people around you. And also what's important is that um, one thing that I'm big on is, 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 is entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. right? Um, because if you have a job and this job, say this job pays $250,000 a year, right? Somebody just offered me a job for $100,000 a year and I said I don't I don't want to work for anyone. I said, I want what you have. And she was like, well, I said, I want generational wealth. That's a fact. Right? And I want to, I can work for WPGC 95, and if I make $100,000 a year, when I die, I can't leave that to my child. Absolutely not. Right? But my hard work, as long as I'm independent and controlling that, and I own all my publishing rights, my copyrights, my trademarks, when I die, that goes to my estate so my daughter can eat off of me. That's why I'm not afraid of mm -hmm. anything. Because when I roll, 
is lit. <laughs> you understand? Mm -hmm. It's lit. You know, that's why I'm well, it's no fear. It's no fear. That's why I'm going to talk what I want to talk and say what the fuck I want to say. I'm gonna no go disrespect. Sorry. I'm going to go back to something you just said, uh, Helene, when you were saying about passing on to the estate mm -hmm. um, and the trademark and paperwork is right. I think that's the part of education we got to take and we got to modify for our youngest when it comes to literacy. Because as black folks, we lose a lot because we don't understand language. You feel what I'm saying? So like, we don't understand what we're reading. We don't understand, you know, what, what is being put on upon us. We don't understand the law. We're not reading. We're not educating ourselves as far as literature. So I think that's a part of the education that we got to take and we got to put, kind of put an emphasis on education and literacy in our community because I don't think it's a secret. We not, as far as literacy comes for black people, especially black men, but for black kids regardless, I think we at the bottom of the burrow with literacy, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that's something that's important. That that gap between being able to read comprehension level, understanding what you read in our community, that's holding us back to an extent. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't, when laws and stuff are put in place or when legislation is put out or when they change some laws about what you can and can't do in the community, not only are we not inclined to read it, if we do read it, we really don't understand what we're reading because we're not really understanding the literature and the comprehension out there. So I think the model of education, how it's put out, I think is trash. But I think elements such as literature, literacy and all of that, that's something that we need to make a staple in our community because right now that's, that's part of the deficit right here. It's the, it's the lack of literacy. But the thing about like, with the whole literacy thing, we're pushing our kids more to watch stuff. Like, mm -hmm. we're not putting, you know, we was growing up, our parents gave us a book and they would read to us. Now parents sit you down, they give the kids a tablet, throw on YouTube, and they're good for hours. And it's not like they're giving them YouTube and where they doing reading stuff. Like, kids are just watching videos. They watch Peppa Pig. Yeah. It's engagement. Yeah, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just what they're doing. And it's when it's be times where you could be reading stuff and it carries on to as kids get older, like I was at with my kids and I, we were talking about the whole um, Iran and United States thing, and they was like, "Well, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw," and it's like, "Well, what did you read? Like, what, what did you read? Like, okay, when you saw that, did you take what you saw and say, okay, let me read about it now? Because you only saw bits and clips of it. You saw what the parts that they wanted you to see. You know, you you saw that part, but you didn't see the whole thing. You didn't take and go through and say, what is that? So." It turns to the point of like he he who can if you if, if I control you by what I tell you mm -hmm. then I control you all the way absolutely you know because you're not you're just gonna take whatever I say like absolutely sky red absolutely. okay doo doo Mr. Mm -hmm. Mr. <laughs> sky red absolutely that's how we going with it no like go and figure out like if the sky is red like what's happening mm -hmm. yeah so if if I can't tell if the sky is red I was like well wait a minute this if, right here had these situations right here happen if the sky is red they are in. The, yo, the kids are indoctrinated, indoctrinated with so much information, but they're not applying it to mm -hmm. make it, you know, to make it. They don't have context to a lot of the information yeah, either. Like they see these kids, 12, 11, 13, 10, 9, they see shit on that Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, they you know what I'm saying, a video. They might find it funny, but not for the same reason the adult find it funny. Or they might want to do it, but they're not really understanding. Like, there ain't no context to what they're saying because they ain't no life experience. They're children. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of what's being put out to the kids, it is a lot of information. And they're taking it in. And they applying it to where they think they need to apply it to. But they don't really have that natural ability to understand even the process what they're saying because they still children so on top of what they're supposed to be developing socially and with emotionally then you got to take in what they take in for hours a day on their phone you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like that shit really is impacting them like that's going to affect a lot of skills as they get older yeah because they're too busy watching yeah, so they, they only got one hand if they're, too busy, if they're too busy watching imagine they have to go to like a training class where they got to sit and pay attention all day to somebody yeah, just talking to them absolutely not used to, so you can't can. so you can't expect like in school that's what i'm saying you can't you can't expect them to learn the same way that they learned 60 years ago because their attention span is not long enough. Then they eating, like you said, they eating Doritos in the yeah, morning. Man. They eating hot Cheetos. Hot yeah, so you can't expect them to pay attention. Or they not eating at all. Yeah, you can't expect them to pay attention like me and you paid attention in school. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? We wasn't distracted like that. You see what I'm saying? They got major distractions. Yeah. Alright man, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for coming, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Start off with a bang. I know. Bang. 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 Alright, man. 
so uh, overall, man, we go. Let's, let's oh, kick into it. Nah, yeah, we gotta get the chef. Get the chef set. Oh yeah, get the chef. Oh, yeah. all right. So, let me, matter of fact, I'm gonna say this. So I don't eat mac and cheese. Now that boy on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, man. Oh, hey, so, so, like, Island. so I know I look a little different. I shaved my face. I ain't coming. No, but when I shaved though, when I shaved though, I realized like I really don't have no top lip. I don't have a top lip. It just don't really go nowhere. He got no lips. He got a clean. He got a clean lip. Hey, we yeah. clean hey, look, it's coming back. It's gonna come back in full effect. It's probably gonna be a little more gray though. Where the chefs at? They put it. They just one just uh come on, come on, come on up, man. But yeah, back to the mac and cheese thing. So overall, anybody knows me, I don't eat mac and cheese. The only thing I really eat cheese on is a cheeseburger or a pizza. So even when he said it the first time, he was like, you know, I got a mac and cheese, and I I mean I immediately was like, nah. And the reason why I'm doing this overall, like it, today is the, uh, so overall, I have not eaten any meat since all year, with the exception of maybe like some fish or whatnot. And anybody who knows me knows, like I'm, I'm a horrible eater. I have not had any sweets. Um, yeah. No meat. Alcohol. Ah. I'm good on all at least three things so far. So man, y'all pray for me. I'm trying to make it to the end of the month. But I mean, I feel good, man. Boy, say he been eating that but peppers. <laughs> hey, bro, hey, I'm not gonna lie. Hey, the peppers have been saving my life. I mean, eating peppers. Bro, hey, I, I put peppers in everything. I put peppers in my salad, my rice. I put peppers in everything. Man, he went to Chipotle and got a bowl full of peppers. I have been saving my life, man. I made, but, but see, you remember, Yo, so I made, I've been making a fake Chipotle bowl this week too, though, man. I did, I did, I ain't gonna lie to you. But, we got my man here, uh, changing taste buds. Yeah. And they changed my taste buds today, man. They, they really did. Man, I think I had everything y'all had to offer with the exception of all right, so from the sweet potato. This is my left, but I think that's y'all right from yeah, this man. side to this side. Introduce yourself, tell us what y'all got going on. Uh, my name is Jared. Uh, changing taste buds, comfort caterers uh, from Baltimore to DC. Holding it down. Yeah. Uh, I'm Chef Slice, and uh, like my chef said over here, we go from uh, Baltimore to DC to anywhere where needed. Changing taste buds. Yeah. yeah. I'm Chef Rico. I'm sorry, executive chef. I'm in changing taste buds. I ain't from Baltimore to DC. Now. <laughs> so how that how that hook up? How y'all hook up? Went to school at Dallas. What school you went to? Johnson Wells. Johnson Wells. Oh, oh y'all like oh, 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 like so y'all like real. Okay, okay, okay. 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 The basil, nigga. How often do you taste basil? In the, I've not. In the grits. In the grits. You feel me? That's the grits. The grits. Bailey. Huh? Bailey. When I taste it, my Bailey don't taste like that though. When I taste it, him. I you? I mind. Listen. Maybe I'm buying this Bailey. I'm saying these boys are something else, man. These boys can't eat anything. All right, all right. I'm with you. That's what you cook them with. You know what I mean? Okay. Got love in it. Yo, that's the key ingredient. Right right Maybe that's it. I don't put love in my food. I just learned that. You know what I'm saying? I really had those. I really had those. I really had those. I really had those. I had those. I really had those. I really had those. I really had Going vegan, right? Nah, my mom's vegan, but okay. I'm just gonna, I'm fasting. Right. He yeah. looked like a vegan now. No, hey, hey, I might, hey, I might, hey, I might, 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 I I might, I might, I might, I I might, I I might, I I have, I don't know, overall, I've, ever since I got facial hair, I've always had facial hair. Yeah. So we talk about 17, 16, 17 years old, it's always yeah. been facial hair. Yeah. And so like, I'm 38 now and I never knew what this looked like. Gotta change it up sometimes. Yeah. So don't I wanted to know again, what bro. it looked like. <laughs> yeah, and I found out, no, 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 no. And I found out when he came through the door. Nah. <laughs> what the heck? Nah. Where's your lip? Oh, I thought we had a substitute. Nah. <laughs> no, I'm like, hey, serious. Yeah. And then it went to the point where I was like, 
point of like, nah, Yo, hey, that was, when my kid, when my right. students let me know, like, nah, don't, don't do that, Mr. Minsky. Last night I was like, alright, you right, you, you might be right, because yeah. you know when your students let you know, you, it's yo, but, but that's a good thing that you, you'll be in it for a long day. Yo, that, that take a lot of courage. That take a lot of courage to cut your lip off. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get you cut all you know, you might just have this little rumble. I did, I did it one time for a job. I was just crazy. Yeah, I got the job, but I was like, bro, I don't know, bro. No. I seen a nigga, I seen a nigga, I seen a, I seen a nigga from around the way coming to jump. He like, what's up, cuz? <laughs> 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 I want you look cool as he his, Oh my bad. Like, yeah, people been That's second crazy. second guessing like who was that? So anyway, so yeah, so y'all met at culinary school. Yeah. yeah. So y'all decided to just Yeah. Yeah. And I was always a businessman. 
you yeah. know, so I always knew like I was gonna get money one way or another. That's a fact. I found out I can cook, I can do something that I dig, I dig this shit, and people will pay me for it. That's a fact. Oh, oh yeah, we gonna write that song that way up. Yeah, because I was, I was, I'm not gonna say, they was cooking before me. I didn't start cooking until like college. Like, oh, really, yeah, like yeah, professionally yeah. in it. To yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was already school. But I wasn't, I, cooking was something I was high. But you know, if you Word? Cook, hold up, he's saying something. Hold up, he's saying something. Hold up. He's saying, because it's a pattern of that. Nigga, say you cook. Like, what? Uh -huh. you cook. Yeah. Nah, when I told people I was going to call this shit, man. You can't do that shit. You can't cook for real. For real? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Working. Yeah, work. Y'all niggas be hitting me like, where the food at? I mean, but how often do you see some brothers that can get down in the kitchen and no worldly cuisine? Bro, you know? don't. He up in the kitchen. I, I was over his crib one time, and he's first thing I see when you come in, cooking book. You know, yeah. carry around a backpack. What do you got in there? I guarantee you it's a cooking book. You know, yeah. he over there reading nah, about that's, that's Florentine. Study, and, uh, study of the craft. Yeah. I like that. You're you not saying that early, you go back to the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be as education, but you got a knowledge. You got, got, right. yeah. you got to know how to do something. And that's survival. Yeah. That's when you get knowledge, you right. able to apply that. Right. Right. You you able to apply that in whatever you do. Yeah. If you're knowledgeable, you got it. You got it. You got it. That's why when I went to college, my teacher was like, "Yo, my man, what you doing?" Right. And I couldn't ask him. He was like, "Bro, all you need to do is get in the room." Yeah. Yeah. You you already you you already into books. You already into you do you do it anyway. Right. Just get. Don't spend your bread on this. Just get, do what you gotta do to get in the room. And that's what I was gonna say. Like, just because, you know, you go to school or something, doesn't mean you're the best uh, chef in the world, don't mean you're the best business in the world. That's hard the graduates, they don't got no common sense. That's a fact. You know what so, I mean? That's, that's a big fact. Really yeah. put into it. And there's chefs out here with degrees that don't got no, like, they can't. Can they you boil water? water yeah. <laughs> Stop, they follow the book. Oh, they follow the book. So let me let me ask y'all this. Do y'all are people often surprised when they when they find out that y'all chef and y'all good at what y'all do? Keep it a hundred. Well, especially before. Good. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's more so before the before they have the food. Yeah. They just try to get to know you. And they see how passionate you are about what you're doing. Especially because we're touching like different types yeah. of culture groups, you know, yeah, like it's not just a, the usual. a lot of our clientele is like from word of mouth and yeah. this older type of clientele, you know, but so like people with families. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah. not our clients like they don't got time to cook. Nah, they just older people with families. Four or five kids, all their kids play sports. Imagine they just need you to come in there, cook for the week. Word and be, and be out. out, and be out, and be out. Y'all cool. niggas like flies on the wall, man. That, that's the fly <laughs> shit. Yeah, like, but you, but you really, but you, but like food is, like you say, love, bro. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. takes it's universal. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, everybody got it. Like when, like when, 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 when my lady cook for me, I know she like. That's love. It's good because yeah. it's like I that's know she took her time with that. That's like, she, she messed with you. She, she yeah, with you. like for real. Like she that's a love. That's my love language, bro. Like for real. Yeah, that's my love language, bro. And let me ask y'all this real quick: Is a lot of y'all clients not black? Like non-black people? We got white, Indian. You name it. Yeah. But I look a lot of my clients are like. Probably only two. We were a at black Johns Hopkins black. University. They got a whole bunch of Asians yeah. coming through. I, the now, future doc business. Let me ask you this: I'll be eating right as black. No, that's why. I, that's why the menu was what it was today. Can I ask a question? Changing taste buds. Is it? Is it? A, I'm sure it's the purpose and the mission behind that. But I know when I was 11, I ate nuggets and carry out, and I went to college, and my coach was like. And McCormick and Smicks, don't let her get a burger. Right. You know, so like it that that name hit me. So is it any purpose in that? Like No, honestly, that was a that was a, a hashtag at uh, first. It was chain and taste buzz one meal at a time. Uh, and then 
Like my cousin came up with it and then I just shortened it probably like the last year. Okay. Yeah. But well, one thing we uh one thing we definitely specialize in is like organics from yeah. fresh farm to table, wild caught fish, because frankly, all this stuff they serve you up in the inner cities is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You won't you won't find the whole foods and the wegmans and the community is where me and him come from, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, sure, but, but you know where it's come from. Yeah, yeah. it's a fact. Safeway and shoppers. Oh, Jack. It's that. Oh, Jack. 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 That really means something now because, though we eating foul, and that got a lot to do with how we how we are reacting with the word. Yeah. But I mean, for me, like changing taste buds, like like I said, I'm fasting, so I'm having to find total. I'm, I'm having to find totally everything. I'm in the same boat as you. I'm in everything new to eat, and so like for me, I was always like my mother's vegan, and she would eat food, and I would just be like the whole vegan word popped up, and then I was like, nah, where the meat. Like, yeah. like where the meat, yeah. and so now that I'm not mm -hmm. eating meat, I'm having to find different things. So it is kind of like changing my taste buds to like try different things. Like I said, they had a nah, even beyond that, like I said, like they had, the, they had the mac and cheese. What about beans? You eat beans? I yeah, I eat a lot of beans. I eat pinto beans, black beans, red beans. I, mean, I do eat, I do do that, but I mean even the change over. Like I said, y'all made macaroni cheese out of cashews today. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. I would have never. You know what I'm saying? Like I never the, the, thought, thought about it. Right. You couldn't even, even if my mom would have said like, hey, I'd probably be like, nah. <laughs> this, but this then the you saw today, I ate it and was like, oh, wait a minute. Hey, let me get another one. Yo, but, but that's, what I, that's what I was just saying before we watched the joke. You're like, your stomach, like, that is a direct line to your brain. So what you put in your stomach, all of those, all of those bad cravings you have are bad that's the your, your body is made up of germs and and yeah. all that's bad stuff. So all that sugar and stuff, that's your bad germs telling yeah. you what, what you want. So we we have our brains have tricked us into thinking the bad things are, are good. Yeah, that's and what then we the need. good yeah, and we just gotta break out of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's true. We have control over the agriculture. And we believe that what we're eating is correct because they have taught us that that food is correct. So we don't know how to grow our vegetables or minerals. We don't know that you should eat meat once it's fresh. When you stab it, it could be. That's what eat meat. The ancestors ain't keep it in a cut. I don't eat meat, but I'm just saying. The ancestors ain't keep the meat in a cut and preserve it and freeze it. So that's the issues that we have. We don't know that what we're doing is incorrect. So if we have to be trained. Pretty point blank, and it's not hard. It's easy to eat McDonald's. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to be like, oh, go grow your vegetables. <laughs> yes. That's a fact. Thank you. That's yeah. a fact. Thank you. Yeah, I'm over the craving stage so far, man. You over it? Yeah, my cravings are gone. Holidays. When he, holiday season comes yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. See, that's when I'm always. I'm always. No, hold up. I'm only 11 days into this now. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, no. I'm three, I'm three, four months into being like plant-based. I, I just go to the same situation. Yeah, yeah, like it's just. Like, I want cookies or something. Yeah. yeah. Me, I'm like you. I was carnivore, you know, yeah. steak, lamb, whatever it is, you know. But they, my chef is telling me, you know, after a few days, you don't even. You don't need it. You don't, you don't need it. Want it. You, you don't need it. Don't even taste the same. Yeah, I can easily run home and get a salad. Your body's not the same. But it's also expensive to eat healthy too. That is. Not really. No, no, it's, it's not, not. I mean, not expensive, but it could be. It, it's not. It might not. It's, it, 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 it's not expi it expires fast. It's expensive to get good food because you live in the hood. That's why you gotta go out the hood. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. It's expensive to get good food because you live in the hood. You gotta go out the hood to go get. It. Right. I, I went to Wegmans the other day. I spent four hundred dollars on nothing but fruits and vegetables. I'm, it's gone. I looked in the fridge and I'm like, See, it's gone. Yeah. With, with the game. Yeah. yeah. So not a lot of people can afford that. But you know where that comes from? It's a consumption issue too. Like once you buy food. Is that who I'm thinking it is? Yeah, I mean. Yes, sir. Hey, right. <laughs> hey, this man is in pit bull shape. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. We eat too 
too much to begin with. So yeah, absolutely. It's always like you, get, you want 20 pieces of chicken for five. Like, that you don't even want that. So when you start eating more vegetables in your sales and your you know things are, are fed properly. People want to buy food. People want to buy food. People want to buy food. People want to eat when they go to happy hour. They hungry. They hungry. They want y'all niggas. They want y'all niggas like over there. Oh, y'all. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hey, look. One more time. Hold on, hold on. Let me get these brothers back to their money, man. One more time. Y'all say y'all Instagram so they can know where they can find y'all at, man. Taste buds. That's what's no juice. And comfort candy. That's what's no selling. Y'all know one more way y'all changing taste buds? So we always talk about this shit, how, you know, the perception of what the hood and what, where black people come from, how it's put out for image that we don't recognize. I guarantee y'all, even the black folks y'all dealing with, when they see y'all, how y'all carry yourself, because y'all carry yourself real well, they carry yourself, y'all running y'all business, y'all on top of y'all shit, y'all change they, they mental Facebook, y'all change how they think. And that's what the youngest gotta see, because the youngest don't see too much of what the opportunity is and what the, what the potential is. Y'all niggas done grasp y'all potentials and y'all running with the shit. You know what I'm saying? And y'all black men. You feel me? So that's the other way y'all changing the taste buds. Y'all flipping the script for That's why I was going to say, Jay, but you. you oh, my bad, Craig. Yeah, I stole that from you. I ain't got a lot of grief. Y'all tried to stole that from me, but it's all right. I know I'm not on the strip of grits, but. And like I said, it was a. For one, I don't eat sweet potatoes. Yeah, so we, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about I killed these I people. I see you guys licking his fingers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was in there. This is the second time Messi done changed his man on here about some food, man. Yeah, I heard him. I hey, know. hey, look, man, y'all, look. Hey, I might, if, I might, now all I got to do is go to the gym. If I, if I start really hitting the gym, yeah, we come to Friday. Hey, we, I just told you the other day, we coming to a Friday boot camp. I see you. I see you. I need that, like, I need that, like, two years from now. I need, cause I'm gonna be in Italy, so I'm gonna need that. You know, nah, I don't gotta buy you. I need it quick. I need it quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if I if I hit the gym and stay consistent. Then. Well, if if we this was a film, because nah, because you have to understand, I've wasted, I've wasted so much money on the gym. Yeah, like I'll you gotta go. really be into. It. Yeah, I gotta like. Your man ain't gonna get you right there. Yeah, I know. Once you mess with me, come to my. I told you. Keep it going, bro. Okay. No, that's the new. Out. I know. Hey, I ain't nothing. Hey, I'm telling you. By myself is where I get off of. Right, like I, right, I'm not right. an athlete, so I know. I cause you like, man, them niggas ain't gonna know. But we gonna call you. Yeah, that's what I need. We gonna call you. I need that. I need that. All right, yeah, man. We thank y'all for coming out. We let y'all know that y'all suffer. Cool, man. Appreciate that. Definitely. They gonna be out in the lobby if y'all wanna buy yeah. some food, man. Hey, go taste it. buy some food. Yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, um, again, man. So last but not least, man, let's talk about why we here, man. What, what we here? What, what we got going on today? Oh, the art show. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You should have your art show called what it's called. Thank you. Dream on purpose every day. The dope herb. Mm. So you know. Yeah. That's what it's about. Like I dreamed all of this, bro. y'all think about the exhibit today, man? Did y'all enjoy yourself? Yes. Yes. Appreciate y'all for coming out. Hold up, we hold up. What you got to say? Nah, I want to get this because this is it's, it's some new love in the building. Uh oh. Let me get my man in there. We still got seats. We still got open seats. Come, come on over here. They just got in here.
like talking about this stuff. This is a real energy over here. Alright, welcome to Mad Time, ladies and gentlemen. Introduce yourself. First of all, congratulations. Yeah. 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 Beats over. Yeah. Oh, are we introduced? Oh, yeah. Audrey Lee. Damn. <laughs> yeah, man, you see that thing chunky, man. I can't afford to do nothing else no more. Listen, listen, man. Listen, man. So, I met these good people, man, out in A Street, bro. Like, what was that, two summers ago? Yeah. About two summers ago, I was out on A Street, just had some art out there. You know what I'm saying? They kicked it, you know what I'm saying? And you know, they they been they been keeping up with your boy, man. So, you know, I appreciate y'all coming out supporting. Sure. But when I seen that, I knew it was coming. Yeah. I just ain't know. Yo, yo, I seen it when we met. Really? Yeah, like I was like, yo, he ain't going nowhere. Like he That's true. Yeah, like then I then when I raped this Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Please. When I, when I, I'm just playing. I'm just, nah, but when I, when I, when I, you know, because I don't get to, I really don't see when, when you follow me, I don't get to see who you are. Mm -hmm. So I, I like, I, you can tell a lot by a person by their profile. So when I went to go to his profile, I said, oh yeah, he want, yeah, he want to kiss in the mouth forever. Else around that, we yeah. can figure it out, bro. That is, and that's, and that's, that's really that's, that's, that's what it is. 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 That
is, bro. That's exactly what being married is. Like, it's no, it ain't no, you don't know what tomorrow is. You just gotta be like, all right, we in this, and let's just figure this out. Let's figure yeah. it out today. All right, cool, and then you get to the end of the day, like, all right. <laughs> we did. We made it. And then you wake up the next day, and like, all right, let's figure this shit out. But you know what the difference in that is, though, is that this is the first person I've been with where you do make it to the end of the day, and it's like, all right, we made it. But I'm happy. I'm still with you. Mm. A lot of people, I, I made it to the end of the day with, but I'm like, damn, all right, this gotta end at some point. Can we have Every girl that I dated before my wife, like, I could picture an ending. Yeah, like, I couldn't, like, I can't picture an ending with my wife. Like, I, I can't picture that. And so, like, that that's one of the ways it was just like, yeah, all right, we in there. Okay, yeah. and plus, you know, we, uh, we party great. Yeah, that's important. Very I think, important. I think also, though, for, like, um, black love specifically is something that's so different than any other type of love because what I recognized was we were systematically taught to have a healthy distrust of one another. Mm. So it was like it was mm. it was strategically set up for us to not feel and not, you know, succeed. So I recognize that in order for us to go against that, we were going to have to be like really aware of some of our brokenness and be mm. able to like go against the the very thing inside of us that tells us the fear that comes up that says don't trust him don't be open to him don't he's not going to show up for you he's going to ghost you he's going all of that fear that has been ingrained in me i had to go against that in order for this to succeed and it's so you know what i mean absolutely when you go against the fear and you can really lean into like the vulnerability is there's nothing else and i think just taking a step back you know to along those same lines like as a man there's certain times where i had to step back when society tells me okay as a man you need to do this or you need like allowing her to leave yeah cases. absolutely you know what i mean like just that security like i know who i am absolutely. so i never gotta put on i never gotta go against that I, yo i was just trying to tell them last week about women control everything they 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 control us. If man run the world, bro, they control you. They can make you. They can make a man. You have. I, I I've rarely seen a man bring a woman up, but I I know a lot of women that bring a nigga from the dead. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, the right woman can put a nigga on. <laughs> So, it's easy to be aimless as a man. Yeah. It's easy. Mm -hmm. Because art. You get rewarded for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you're looking for. You just got all this energy with no real direction. Mm -hmm. So she was like a grounding where, mm -hmm. okay, I got this energy and I'm not. That's what it is. I'm not separated between 40 different women no more. That's what it like, is. Like, right, I'm, I'm intentionally putting all my energy into her and we're building together. That's so from there. I can move in one solid direction as opposed to being like, all right, I'm gonna take this shorty out tonight. That's time. That's how I just thinking about it. But that's kind of how we said like, like marriage is like the like how a woman works. Like she puts you at that point where it's like, look, you either gonna make a decision whether you're gonna be with me for the rest of your life. I'm gonna go about my business. And as a man, like we, that's the only thing in life where we'll just be like. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and make a decision for the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah, like, that's, that's the only thing. That's the only decision where, like, be like, hey, Ross, whatever age I'm gonna be, this how it's gonna be. Everything yeah. else, I can, I can change my mind. I can switch it up. But with his marriage thing, it's like, damn, I'm finna do this for real. All right, cool. All right, all right. So I'm married. All right, and then I, that's it. Everything else, then I might be able to switch it up. If I want to shave my face off one day, <laughs> then I can do that. Stop being that a hard process to see that lip like that? <laughs> hey, no, let me show you the fact, bro. Let me tell you. So, again, I, 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 I was in the basement and I shaved. Didn't tell him. Didn't say nothing. Didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. No, I had hinted at it early. Like of, of like a couple of weeks back, yeah. just joking around. Like I was like, I might just shake my face off. Yeah. Um, and so I came upstairs, and she was in her she was in her little sitting room reading a book. She looked up, 
and that face was just like, mm. nigga. <laughs> Like I said, my face, my, my beard, I just, I just shaved, what, Saturday or something like that? Yeah, it's, like, it's just a week. It'll be back next week. It'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be back next week. So that's, that's one thing I also knew I was like, hey, I could shave it back. It'll grow back real quick. But like, I walked in and that face was immediate. It was like, <laughs> don't do that. I don't know if I, I don't do that. I don't do that. I gotta get permission before I do she tried to smooth it over. She was just like, you look like that Will Smith off of that new movie. Wow. And I had to go look at it. Will Smith. And I had to go look at it. And I was just like, she gave all right, Will Smith. I can say face. But now, here goes the other part. Now, I went back to school. My kids gave it to me. They was like, nah, Mr. Missy, that don't work. So overall, now, I mind you, I'm trying to figure out how to make this thing work, right? You see how I got these glasses on. I, oh, I realized I have to have something on my face. Like, I have to have, like, a goatee or a beard. You gotta get a scarf. No, I always have a contact. You look like a gay scientist. <laughs> hey, Mr. Ratburn. Hey, I cause that's the other part. Now, again, we talk about kids, right? We talk about kids and why we talk about how kids are just brutally honest. One of my kids even like, Mr. Mason, why are your lips purple? Like, look, I smoke. I couldn't be like, yeah, I smoke. <laughs> Yeah, man. Again, 
This has been another episode of Man Time. Thank y'all yeah. for coming out. Yeah. Thank y'all for watching. Yeah. Thank our beautiful audience that came out. Shout out to all our guests, all of our guests that came and spoke. And again, thank y'all for coming out, man. It's been man time. See y'all next time. Yeah!